Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are a, a couple, couple of park, park hoppers. hoppers. Major news that will change how we consume the domestic Disney parks going forward was announced this week. We'll be discussing all the information we know about the Disney Genie services so far and letting you know exactly how we feel about it. All this and more up next. Let's, Let's hop, hop to it. it. feel that this announcement that happened this week makes us feel like this song makes me feel <laughs> missing robin williams yes very much so <laughs> missing robin williams and wanting to dance and sing and you know jump around and do fun things absolutely so much stuff has come out since our last show we probably don't even have enough time in one episode to cover all of it, but we're going to do the best we can for you. Since we did miss last week, we had a lot of work conflicts and schedule issues and, you know, life just kind of got in the way. As it sometimes does. But lucky for you, we've got everything that happened this past week and a couple of things that happened uh, last week that we're going to cover tonight. So we're so excited to be going over all of these things. But the first thing that we're going to be doing is we are going to be going over everything that happened this week in Parks News. So the first thing that happened in Parks News is that there were additional statues added to the Fab 50. Yeah, in past episodes, we've kind of covered who or, or which statues would be coming to the four Disney parks for the 50th anniversary, and we had a whole bunch of them that were announced in the last two weeks since we were able to do a show for you. So we're going to let you know which statues and where they're going to be. So we have Dumbo and Timothy Mouse in Magic Kingdom. That's super exciting. Uh, Figment, a fan favorite. Figment, My mom's favorite. <laughs> you know, One Little Spark, The Journey to Imagination, Amazing Ride. Uh, Figment is going to be obviously in Epcot. <gasps> surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> um, next is going to be Flounder and Sebastian at Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's pretty cool. I would imagine maybe it's over by the Journey of the Little Mermaid or the Voyage of the Little Mermaid. Yeah, I, I thought it was going to maybe be, if they were going to do that, I thought it might be over near um, the... Little Mermaid ride in Magic Kingdom. Oh, yeah, true, but it, dis it does say Disney's Hollywood Studios. Also in Disney's Hollywood Studios, you know, it seems like a third of the park is Star Wars these days. Yes. So our friend R2-D2 <laughs> is going to be over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Next, we're going to have Orange Bird at Magic Kingdom. That's one that kind of surprised me because I don't really remember Orange Bird that well. Aside from the fact that he's been basically the mascot of Flower and Garden in the last couple of years. Yeah. But he's going to be over at Magic Kingdom. So I'm not really entirely sure why. If you guys can nicely message us and say why, we'd greatly appreciate it. Also, when you message us, can you can can you please explain the obsession with Orange Bird? <laughs> if yeah. you're obsessed with Orange Bird, I would like you to write a love letter. Drop it to us. We'd love to hear it. Yes. Um, Magic Kingdom icon. Remember the castle was covered in toilet paper one day, and there was also a great escape that he made one time. Stitch will have his own Fab 50 statue over at Magic Kingdom. And still staying at Magic Kingdom, next we're going to talk about Abu. He's going to be here yeah, at Magic Kingdom. Aladdin's little monkey friend. Gotta love him. We got lots of sidekicks um, 
that they've announced this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, over by, I'm assuming, by his own village house, Pinocchio is going to be at Magic Kingdom. That'll, that'll be a good one. I'm, I'm liking that we're seeing how the these statues are going to be everywhere. Yeah, not just like in the hub area. Right. Well, we're assuming at least. That I would imagine not, they're going to be spread out. That you're not just going to have like 25 gold statues you're just gonna staring walk by you them, down. Wave at them when you walk in. <laughs> just staring you down when you walk down Main Street. Yes. <laughs> Welcome to Magic Kingdom. <laughs> yes. And of course, the first lady of the land, Minnie Mouse, will have her own Fab 50 statue at Magic Kingdom. Mickey. Oh, dear. <laughs> I'm so bad at voices. Oh. <laughs> it could be a lot worse. <laughs> Put it that way. But it's not great. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's not great. Well, I'm not I'm not you. I can't do all of the voices, but I try. Well, speaking of not bad and not great, we don't know what this restaurant is going to be just yet, but we did get an opening range of dates where Space 220 at Epcot is finally, after years of development, is going to be opening in mid-September. Now, this is going to have two-course fixed menu price for lunch and then a three-course fixed menu price for dinner. Now, what's really cool about Space 220 is it's actually located next to the Mission Space attraction, and it's going to take your dining to a whole new level. And the restaurant is located, uh, like I said, adjacent to Mission Space, and it's going to actually simulate a blast-off to the Centauri Space Station, 220 miles above Earth. So when you walk in, you're going to kind of simulate a, a liftoff to the space station, then you're going to actually eat on the space station, which is really cool. And no, it was a frequently asked question. You do not actually go to space. So that is not included in the meal. <laughs> It'd be very expensive. So next, in terms of 50th merchandise, the first collection has dropped. Yes. And if you have not been on social media, you missed the absolute frenzy. Um, a lot of the 50th anniversary merch sold out in minutes on Shop Disney. Yeah. And when we actually visited down at World of Disney, all of those items were flying off the shelves. They were, but they were also very readily available. There was there was no real shortage in stock that I noticed of really any of the items, which is great because this is something that a lot of people, whether they're here or not, are going to want. And if you have it readily available, the more money you're going to make. Yeah. Actually, there was only one thing missing. What was that? The Christmas ornament. Oh. There was a Christmas ornament for the 50th anniversary. Was that available in the stores at all? I saw it earlier in the day. Gotcha. And so I, I didn't even realize it was there till much later. But so as you can tell, everything else has been readily available. And actually, if you head over to our YouTube page, you can check out us going 50th anniversary shopping. And we show you every item. You get a close-up look at it. You learn the prices. So you can decide what you want to get for the 50th anniversary. And again, guys, this is the first collection. This is not the only collection. They're calling this the pre-celebration collection, and I absolutely love it. I'm actually staring at one of the bags that is already filled with it. <laughs> it's in our apartment. Yeah, so you can go shopping alongside Danny for her first uh, round of 50th anniversary stuff if you head over to youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, and you can see that video on there right now. Uh, another really, really exciting uh, announcement that came out over the last week or so was the fact that the Drawn to Life Cirque du Soleil show at Disney Springs is finally going to debut. And we had heard about this for a long time. It's going to be the first time that the Cirque du Soleil show at Disney Springs incorporates Disney. 
and it's really, really exciting that this is coming, and it's coming in November. November 18th will be the first sale. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, November 18th will be the first show, and tickets are on sale now for everybody. So I think this is super exciting. Um, we've been talking about this show for a very long time. And I have actually never been to a Cirque du Soleil show. Have you ever been to it? I have not, but I've seen and heard wonderful things. Yeah. The only time I've, I think I've ever seen it is in like the movies when they make like references right, to it. Right, right, right. But uh, I mean, Cirque du Soleil plus Disney animation, like uh, it's got to be so cool what they're going to be able to show us. Absolutely. I'm really excited too because uh, at my job, I know a couple of people who are actually in the show and they've been talking about it for a while that they were off training for a while and then they had to go off site for training into like an empty warehouse. They had to bring all their equipment and stuff over there. And so they've been really disappointed that the show was supposed to open over a year ago at Disney Springs and obviously because of COVID and everything that it got put off. But now the fact that they're actually going to finally be able to bring this show to the world is really exciting for them. And I'm really excited for them. I'm so, so excited to see this. November 18th, the tickets actually did go on sale early for annual pass holders. And the first show on the 18th is almost completely sold out. I have not looked at the seating charts for the other shows, but I did look at that one and it's almost sold out. But uh, starting today, August 20th, anybody can buy tickets on the uh, the Disney website. You can find a link to the uh, Cirque du Soleil ticket website. And one thing we want to recommend is if there is a day that when you are coming to visit that you want to see this show, get your tickets now. Yeah. Do not wait. They're, sell they're, they're flying off the shelves. They're selling like hotcakes. So make sure you get, get those tickets to Drawn to Life. For sure. Uh, uh, an another update to the mask policy at Walt Disney World has been implemented. As of today, as of yesterday, uh, August nineteenth, uh, the rules uh, have been kind of worded a little bit differently now. And prior to this, it used to be uh, you face coverings would be required at all indoor locations, including restaurants, except when actively eating or drinking while stationary. All enclosed transportation, including buses, monorails, and skyliners, and you would have to wear them entering and all the way until the exit of, of attractions. Right. Now, as of yesterday, August 19th, they have updated that, and now all outdoor areas, including outdoor attractions, outdoor spaces, and outdoor theaters, face coverings are now optional. So basically what this means, guys, is if you're inside, you want to have that mask ready to put on. If you're outside in any capacity, they are optional. Now, they still do recommend that if you are not vaccinated, that you continue to wear that mask. Um, however, if you are vaccinated and you do not want to wear a mask, then you can go ahead and not have to wear them outside currently. Here's my question. And you probably don't know the answer to it. It's up to Disney. There's a lot of gray area with that announcement. Where, say you're going into Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, which is, yes, it's an outdoor coaster, but half the queue is outside, and then you go sort of inside, but you're kind of outside under a covering, and then you go inside, but then the ride is outside. Are they expecting you to take it off when you go into that little inside portion, and then take it off when you get on the ride? I'm not really sure where they're going to kind of be able to explain that. I would imagine that they'll probably do like you can have it off outside in the queue until you get walk into the building. And right. then but then you can take it off when you get on the ride. I think they're going to have you keep it on for something like Seven Dwarves Mine Train because some of the ride is inside. That, but it's an outdoor attraction. 
I know, it, but that's, that's what I'm saying. The gray area is weird. We don't have an official answer for that question, that, but that's something that somebody is definitely going to ask the poor cast member that's outside of Seven Dwarfs Mind Train. We might just have to go to Magic Kingdom and find out for ourselves. Oh, pull my arm and <laughs> go to Magic Kingdom. I want to go to Magic Kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll be going uh, very, very soon to go see the Halloween decorations, which are which are now up as of the beginning of August, which is super exciting. Um, go see all the pumpkins and the, the Mickey pumpkins on the light posts and all the fall decorations and maybe even get a pumpkin spice latte from Starbucks on Main Street. Stop it. I'm going to jump <laughs> up and down. I'm I, so excited. I very much need to calm myself down when I think about Disney Halloween because it gets me so, so excited. Yeah. And speaking of Magic Kingdom, we did bring the news to you guys that Happily Ever After would be going away on September 29th, which sadly is also Danny's birthday. <laughs> uh, so you're going to have the happiest, saddest birthday ever. I know. So <laughs> we already have uh, Park Pass reservations for my birthday because I love Happily Ever After. Yeah. Um, I know you love it too, and so many people love it. So the fact that it's going away is slightly devastating. And I, I'm just, I can't believe that that's going to be the last show. It is. And to commemorate that last show, we had an idea the other night. And a lot of you guys have messaged us saying, hey, you know, you, we love the podcast. We love the YouTube channel. How can we support you guys? And so Danny and I came up with an idea the other night that we were going to come up with a commemorative tour t-shirt for happily ever after going away and it is the happily ever after farewell tour 2021 t-shirt and it is available on a couple of parkhoppers.com if you click park hoppers store on the top uh menu there on our website it'll take you to our teespring store that actually has that shirt on sale so on the front there's happily ever after farewell tour with mickey fireworks which I designed myself. Thank you very much. <laughs> yes, and uh, on the back, it says the story comes live, live on Main Street, USA. And then it gives all the dates of uh, in September leading up to the grand finale on September 29th. So if you guys would like to support a couple of park hoppers, head over to our website, hit the store button on the top of the website and purchase that T-shirt and wear it proudly, whether you are able to attend the tour or not. Maybe you can wear your T-shirt while you watch one of our live streams of Happily Ever yeah, After. You or should. go to YouTube and watch when a, a previous video of Happily Ever After, you can pre pretend that you're right there on Main Street with us listening to me cry uncontrollably. Once you put that T-shirt on, you will be ready to begin. <laughs> so I'm so sad to see that go, but go ahead and head over to our website to go ahead and check out that T-shirt. Now, we're going to go ahead and get... To the meat of the this episode. The main event attraction of the evening. Yes. Here, here, here we go. The meat and potatoes of this episode. The meat and potatoes. I am very excited to talk about this because the announcement from yesterday? Yeah. Is it was it yesterday? Yesterday, yep. Man, that feels like a long time it ago. It does. It really does. It absolutely absolutely set social media, the news, <laughs> every every oh, yeah. everything is just that's all we're talking about right now. That's all everybody is talking about. And what are they talking about? So they are talking about an announcement from Disney called the Disney Genie. Now, what is the Disney Genie? So Disney Genie is basically an update that's coming to the My Disney Experience app sometime this fall. We don't have a date yet, but sometime this fall, which means it's sometime between now and probably December 1st, somewhere in that window. Um, maybe even in time for the 50th anniversary. 
Now, Disney Genie is a complimentary service that is going to be uh, built into the app. So when that drops, you're not going to have to download a brand new app. The app is going to update with the Disney Genie as part of it. Now, guests will have a personalized itinerary feature that updates throughout the day and will recommend attractions, dining, and entertainment catered around their interest using algorithms. So Disney and the Imagineers and everybody who worked on this Genie service has compiled literally 50 years of data uh, from what people like to eat, what time they like to eat, when, when do, or when is a good time to ride this ride, when is a good time to not ride this ride. And all those algorithms are being, are being put to use and it's going to try to give you the best possible experience to hit the most stuff that you can during the day at the Disney parks. So there's going to there's a lot of information about this, but there's a lot of things that you can do to personalize uh, your experience with the Disney Genie. Now you can find your favorites at a glance, so you can create your own personal tip board to see your favorites. It will display current and forecasted future wait times. It can help you predict when you might experience something quicker, like attractions or even further on down the road, something like meet and greets. Now, that little blurb that you just read there, the one thing that stands out to me the most is display current and forecasted future wait times. Now, our friends over at Touring Plans, we actually purchased their app uh, to, to see what forecasted wait times and to see if it was a good time to ride things at Disney World. But it looks like Disney is kind of taking that idea and running with it with data of their own. And it's really exciting to see them kind of bring that to my Disney experience. Now, the way that they explain the genie is that you can enjoy more flexibility and fun. Disney Genie brings existing planning features together in one place. You can join a virtual queue at certain attractions, make dining and experience reservations, uh, mobile order food at many locations, and get help from a virtual assistant and so much more. So here's the thing. With Disney Genie, you're going to need a phone charger. Right. <laughs> you, you now, phone batteries are really good. Like my, I have the iPhone 12 Pro Max, whatever, plus, whatever it's called. And the battery is fantastic. But up until recently, I had an iPhone 8 Plus, which definitely not last the entire day. So for those of you who are going to be depending on this Disney Genie, you're definitely going to need some sort of external battery or something because a lot of your experience going forward over the next few years at Walt Disney World will be depending on your ability to use this app. Yeah, my phone is older than yours, and so I, I'm... I feel like I'm going to need to upgrade in the future just so that I don't have to strap on like six batteries into my pocket once I go to anywhere. <laughs> so it looks like Disney's trying to make everything super easy. And the Disney Genie addition to the My Disney Experience app is actually free. However, here is where a lot of people are kind of battling online in the Disney groups, YouTube comments, Twitter, all different kinds of things. And here's the thing, guys. If this specific announcement, everything that we've gone over up until this moment, if that was the only thing announced, I don't think people would be very heated. No, definitely so, not. So, so far what we've got is basically an incredible app that helps make your day easier, smoother, and gives you so much more information at user your fingertips. Friendly. Yeah, user-friendly. The list goes on and on and how amazing the genie is. Right. However... This is where it gets interesting. So now there are actually two paid upgrades 
for the from the complimentary Disney Genie service. There is Genie Plus and there is Lightning Lane. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to go over the the facts that are out about these these two programs right now, and then we're going to kind of give our honest opinions about it. Yes. So, for the Disney Genie service, for the price of fifteen dollars per ticket per day at Walt Disney World and twenty dollars per ticket per day at Disneyland Resort. Choose the next available time to arrive at a variety of attractions and experiences using the Lightning Lane entrance. You can make one selection at a time throughout the day. This convenient option is the next evolution of the fan favorite Disney Max Pass service from Disneyland Resort. So that part I'm really excited about because I was a big big proponent of... If FastPass was to return in any iteration, I always felt like instead of the 60 days out, you could book three, have to plan your day two months in advance. That was nonsensical. I was a huge proponent of being able to book your FastPass when you get to the park and hold one at a time until you use it. And that's exactly what this is doing. And that's awesome. Right. And we know people who have gone to Disneyland and everything we've ever heard about Max Pass had been always very positive. Yeah. So, and you're right. You would have to, you know, it would almost be like you had to pre-plan your planning to plan your vacation. <laughs> right. And, you know, some people would have binders and notebooks and they like, plan everything down to the last detail and you know nothing against you guys that's fun i mean i loved planning a disney vacation before we lived here but that's not for everybody it's the the dedication that not too many people have to be honest with you right um but the part that i'm most excited about like i said is is the book it in the park and hold one at a time because when you would try to book your fast passes, if you had a Disney vacation booked, if you didn't get, you know, flight of passage or Seven Dwarfs Mine Train, seven a.m. that first day, you could get it. You probably weren't getting it until the last second because people would cancel last second because plans change, and the spontaneity kind of goes out the window. Where now you have to book it f- the day of, and you can only hold one at a time, so the availability is going to be so much greater. Yeah, I I love this already, Um, but we're going to keep going through these details. So Disney Genie Plus will also include Disney Parks themed audio experiences and photo features to capture your memories, augmented reality lenses for those visiting Walt Disney World Resorts, and unlimited Disney Photo Pass downloads from your day if you are visiting Disneyland Resort. And if you had seen it on Snapchat a while back, there was actually a filter that you could download from Disney where you had like an augmented reality Mickey or Minnie that you could take videos and pictures with. Oh, that's pretty cool. So I think they might have been testing it out back okay. then. Gotcha. Um, it was really cool, though, and now it's going to be available when you're using um, this service. And then lastly, guests staying on Walt Disney World property have access to book their first pass at 7 a.m. the day of their visit, as other guests cannot book until they arrive in the park. So there's one perk to staying on Disney property here in Orlando, at least. We, I'm not sure if that's available in Disneyland. Um, do you know that for sure? My understanding is it at Disneyland, it has always been you have to be in the park okay. to book a pass. Perfect. However, that we may find out differently further on down the line, because as we said, this was just announced yesterday. We don't have a lot of those details completely announced but everything that we're telling you today 
has been announced. None of this is rumor. Correct. And so, yeah, Disneyland has like three official hotels and Walt Disney World has like 26. So yeah. it makes sense that you'd be able to, if you stay on Walt Disney World property in, uh, in one of those hotels, that's a little bit of a perk that you get if you get uh, this Disney, uh, this Genie Plus, sir, I wanted to say Disney Plus, but it's Genie Plus, the Genie Plus service uh, at Walt Disney World. You can actually book your first um, attraction at 7 a.m. before any of the guests who come during the day are able to book there. So that's pretty cool. Now, the second paid service is called the Paid Lightning Lane. Individual attraction selections that are available for purchase, and you can schedule a time to arrive at up to two highly demanded attractions each day using the Lightning Lane entrance. Attractions that are not included with the Disney Genie Plus. Pricing for this option will vary by date, attraction, and park, and will be announced closer to launch. So that the thing I took away from that is that the things that you can book for the paid lightning lane are not available with the Genie Plus service. That includes every other ride in the park. Um, we do have a rumored list of attractions that are going to be available for the paid lightning lane. And we'll go over those in just a second. But it sounds like you you cannot book the uh, the the top the top tier attractions or whatever they consider to be the the top tier attractions in each park via the Genie Plus service. But it will cost you an extra fee if you want to jump in the lightning lane for any of those attractions. Yeah. So um, again, the only thing that is rumor that we're going over um, today is what is included in the lightning lane. Right. And Magic Kingdom has a ton of attractions. We know, we all know that. Yeah, I'm looking at the list right now, and it's just a quick count. It's like 20 attractions. But the rumor is that two of those will be Lightning Lane only, and that is Seven Dwarves Mine Train and Space Mountain. Now, that's what is currently opened, because also, if we look at it, we also have things like Tron opening. Sure, yeah, and so, that will definitely change. And again, it's, this is just you know rumor about what is concluded, right. uh, included in the Lightning Lane. But also, as other rides open, uh, these c- things could change. So, Magic Kingdom, it looks like we just yeah. have two. L- like Danny said, it's it's it'll definitely switch to Tron when that opens for sure. Well, Splash Mountain also isn't included. You took on the this, words right out of my mouth. When that gets rethemed, I would imagine that's going to change over. Right. Um. So when they reopen, um, Splash Mountain, which I don't know what they're going to call it. Um. I don't know. Um. Frog Mountain. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I kid. I Uh, I love that movie. Um, But um, whatever they call it, I'm sure that'll probably be in Lightning Lane. The Princess and the Log Flume. (laughs) (laughs) The Princess and the Frog Loom? Log Flume. It's it's the type of ride. I know. You goof. I'm just trying to... (laughs) I'm trying to do nonsense. Yeah. So Epcot, um, the only thing that we are seeing at Epcot currently... Rumored is Test Track and Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. Now, it's important to note here that Remy's Ratatouille Adventure is also going to have uh, implemented a virtual queue when it opens on October 1st. So it'll be virtual queue, or if you pay for the lightning lane, that's basically the only way you're going to get on Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, as far as we know. And then once that uh, Guardians of the Galaxy ride opens, Cosmic Cosmic Rewind. Rewind, yeah, um, I'm sure that we'll see we'll see that with the lightning lane, um, and and that's all I, I really see at Epcot. Now Hollywood Studios again, there's only two that are rumored, 
And that's going to be Slinky Dog Dash and Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. And uh, just like uh, Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance, for the foreseeable future, it may switch to a standby lane at some point. But for the for the foreseeable future, it's going to be also a virtual queue boarding groups, just how it is right now. So uh, Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Slinky Dog Dash are the two attractions that are rumored to have the paid lightning lane only service um, at Disney's Hollywood Studios. And then lastly, we have Disney's Animal Kingdom. So uh, rumored we have Avatar Flight of Passage and Kilimanjaro Safaris. That's really interesting that safaris are on there. I thought it was going to be Everest, to be honest with you. I think because Everest has a single rider line. That's that's fair. I mean, I just don't know if because it has a single rider line that can... It's so many lines. But who knows? These This is all still rumor. It, yeah. I wouldn't surprise me to see Expedition Everest on here. Sure. So And uh, the fact that Kilimanjaro Safaris, anytime you go on during the day, it's going to be a different experience. So honestly, that might be the most worth it. Uh, paid lightning lane attraction Watch. because you're always going to get something different every time you go on there catch me at magic kingdom dropping money just, <laughs> just running on a kilimanjaro safari as long as it's on your card honey it's it'll be on my card don't you worry <laughs> but just so that we can um clarify disney genie plus is all of the rides that are that we did not just talk about in the lightning lane correct lightning lane specifically are rides that you have to basically purchase a la carte so if you if you don't want to go in the standby line correct so the standby line will always be there so if you wanted to go on slinky dog and you got the disney genie plus um to go ahead and be able to get a return time um what would happen is you wouldn't be able to get a return time because that's not included with disney genie plus it just either has a standby line or the lightning lane so that's the biggest difference with everything that's happening. Um, and so there's just so much information and so many details that are going into this. But uh, we want to talk about our thoughts on this. Yeah. Now, before we started recording, uh, a very, uh, very good friend of ours, Jack from DSNY Newscast, we watched his video. And he mentioned something that kind of uh, jumped out at me that I put on our little our rundown here that I wanted to ask you. Do you think that for the paid lightning lane service, do you think that spending money on rides after walking through the gates cheapens the experience? No, I don't. Why is that? Because Disney is the only place that doesn't do this. Okay. Um, That's fair. I. That's a great answer. So everywhere else, it is much cheaper to get into. So if we're talking SeaWorld and Universal, it's like it's not chump change by any means, but it's so much it's so much cheaper than Disney. Sure. Um, and those places charge between about $50 to $120 a day for express passes or right. quick, uh, quick queue and, or whatever what, they call it, whatever you call lane. it, <laughs> skip the, <laughs> skip the wait, basically. Yeah, exactly. Um, all of those charge between $50 to $120. Disney is more, um, a little bit more pricey to get in, but, Charging $15 a day is, I mean, they're, they're, they're cheaper than everybody else for when we're talking about this. Now, here's where I think you might have misconstrued what he was saying, because I think he's referencing the paid lightning lane, uh, not the Genie Plus services, but spending money on rides after you go through the gates. 
is what he was referencing. I understand, and I I don't think it does. Okay. I I think that because we we don't live in a world like when Walt Disney first opened Disneyland. Everything is available to us on our phones. We like to be able to have those conveniences of being able to skip weights and spend our time elsewhere. Sure. Um, if I you, want to contact somebody, I don't have to wait for them to write me a letter. I can text <laughs> them. But do you think that spending money on Genie Plus and then having to spend more money on certain attractions cheapens the experience? The only reason I say no is because you don't have to. That's the answer I was looking for from you. Yeah, because if now if you walked in and you had to pay per ride like a carnival, 100% I would agree with that. Yeah. But because it's not necessary it's a convenience, then that is exactly why I think that it does not cheapen the experience at this time. And, what do you think? And granted, you know, we, we, when we reference Walt Disney and yeah, how you used to have to pay a small fee to get into Disneyland, but then you had to pay to, to get on rides. That's where the word e-ticket attraction comes from. It was the most expensive, most in-demand ride. I don't think it cheapens the experience. I really don't. But it does seem like we're going into a direction of microtransactions and kind of nickel and diming the guests, seeing as how high the single day ticket prices are currently. Now, granted, we're talking about the 50s and the 60s here, but it was like a couple of bucks to get into Disneyland. Right. And then you would pay uh, a fee. I, I don't have them in front of me, but you would pay a fee to get on Jungle Cruise or or It's a Small World or, or whatever. Um, the fact that you cannot, as as a if you walk up to the window, you cannot get into Walt Disney World for under a hundred dollars, and then you have to buy this Genie Plus service to, you know, kind of skip the lines, and to have a good chance to get on any one of the really popular attractions, you've got to pay even more money. I don't love the trend that we're seeing here. I don't love the direction we're going, but I completely understand that you do need to pay for convenience. Yeah, and I, I think the most important thing is it's not necessary. Right. You don't get to only ride Rise of the Resistance on if you pay per person. Um, you don't you you can't not do things. It's just you have to wait in a standby line. Right. Um, and one thing that I want to mention that you you just said is you're right. A lot of people say, oh, fast passes and paying for rides, Walt would be, you know, rolling over in his grave is what I keep hearing people <laughs> say. Yeah. And I actually disagree because I think that exactly what you said with the buying a book of tickets, you had to pay to get into the park and then you paid to get tickets. And let's just say you didn't have a ton of money and you could only buy one book of tickets. You got to ride all the rides that were in your book one time but if you had more money you could buy more books of tickets and you could go on your favorite rides more than once so even then when walt disney um, had opened disneyland this is how things were run nothing has changed now the way the way that we're doing it has changed but also times have changed Disney is a very well-loved company. People love coming to the Disney parks for vacation. And so because of the high demand, there has to be a way for us to not just stand in line for eight hours a day when we go on vacation. Sure. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, great points there. Good answer to the question that I was hoping that you would uh, have a, a really good response to. And you, you killed it. Well, thank you. Thank you. Um, 
another question I have for you. Another trend that we've been seeing recently. Um, do you think that uh, staying on site at a Walt Disney World hotel is not worth it anymore? Do you think the perks are dwindling too much to the point where it's not worth it? So I think that it is very much worth it for the convenience of being on property. That's the biggest thing. Staying in the Disney bubble, not having to drive your car after walking 12 hours or 12 mm-hmm. miles, 12 miles or 12 hours a day, whichever yeah. you want to say. Um, and just being able to walk downstairs and have somebody having already cooked and to pay for breakfast and sit down. Um, I think that there's a lot that people maybe don't necessarily appreciate until you have to like drive yourself home after a park day. Because I will tell you guys, when we go on vacation mode, when our friends and family visit, (laughs) it's tough and we have to drive home at the end of the day, I want to be asleep on a Disney bus. <laughs> I do not want to be driving ice home. ice-cold Disney bus? Yeah, I want to be falling asleep next to a stranger and, you know, my head just bobbing, yeah. hoping I don't fall asleep on them. Uh-huh. That's what I want to be doing after a 12-hour Disney day. And there's something about that convenience that you can't put a price on. The reason why I bring that up is because the Genie Plus service is going to be a paid service for every ticket holder entering Walt Disney World, and it is not included for those who are staying on property. What they did include is what we mentioned earlier, is that if you're staying on property, you can book your first uh, pass for Disney Genie Plus. If you've paid for it. If you've paid for it. At 7 a.m. the day of your trip to the parks. Right. Which is good. It's great. Because most of the parks don't open till 8 or 9, so you have first access to those things if you're staying on site. Now However, me- back in, you know, as little as five, six years ago, we had crazy extra magic hours, whether it be a couple hours at the end of the night. Sometimes you would even go after midnight to Magic Kingdom. You'd have extra magic hours in the morning. And now the they announced uh, back in June that there's going to be extra magic hours. It's going to be a 30-minute early entry to all the parks for people who are staying on site. And the only people who are getting those later magic hours are people who are staying at the deluxe resorts. So it just it seems like you're you're further nickel and diming most of your guests to stay in the seven, eight, nine hundred dollar a night resorts versus the one, two, three hundred dollar a night resorts. And it just seems like those perks of staying on site, especially at the values or the moderates, might be dwindling a little, little bit more than we would hope. So I, I definitely agree with what you're saying. Um, the thing is, unfortunately, the pandemic gave a lot of places a great opportunity to reset yep. things. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when we looked at Disney, a lot of the things that they gave us that were considered free, um, you know, they had been free for so long um, that, you know, it, it, it was the perfect time for them to reassess all of these things from uh, Magical Express, Extra Magic Hours, um, all of these things that you're saying um, you know, that used to be included getting magic bands mailed to you that are no longer included, they could reassess. Even when I've talked to other people who love staying on on site here at Disney, uh, a lot of these things um, needed to change. And when you look at other companies, they change at the drop of a hat and nobody blinks an eye. But because Disney is such a well-loved company and so many people 
um, are basically obsessed with every detail about <laughs> Disney. Who would be obsessed with Disney? Including us. <laughs> but the second something changes, you have the entire world talking about it, no matter right. no matter what size it is. So they could have either done this bit by bit, or they could have taken this opportunity and changed things, and they did. And I think it was actually really smart of them to kind of reassess the way that they're able to give these perks. Yeah, and our friends from Blog Mickey, and to your point a second ago, says people are you know immediately discussing this news as soon as it comes out. But the Disney Genie announcement today became the most disliked video on the Disney Parks YouTube channel. That's crazy. That's crazy. It is crazy. But here, here's the other thing. When you look at all of these things in the way that they are divvying up the perks, I mean, a lot of times as humans... When we look at things that we have gotten for free in the past or that come with a certain experience, we would like them to continue to be free. Sure. And a lot of times we feel like sometimes when we already have it for free, when that benefit comes at a higher price, we don't like that. It's not that people... um, necessarily want to have it for free still i mean they'd love to have it for free still but they don't want to pay the price that it costs right so for instance people who used to stay at a value resort because they could squeeze as much out of those value resorts as they can mm-hmm. um me they're yeah same <laughs> sa- absolutely the same it's a, bas- it's a place to sleep on disney property that's basically how i looked at it yeah but um for those people um, they do not want to stay at a deluxe resort because they're trying to squeeze as much out as they can mm-hmm. from staying at a, a value. Now, if that is in someone's budget to stay at a deluxe resort and they have the option of either maybe staying at another nicer hotel off property, that may be um, you know, some motivation for them to stay on Disney property. So uh, I just think that there's there's different things for different people and it just opens Disney up to be able to continue to have good business practices. The one thing that really shocked me, and we're going to change the subject a little bit. The sure. one thing that really shocked me about this announcement was the price point. I honestly thought for sure that if they were going to implement this sort of max pass type of deal at Walt Disney World, that it sure as heck would have been more than $15 for the day. Okay. How much do you think it was going to be? I was going to say closer to 50 maybe like $39, something like that. I thought it was going to be between 50 and 100 Sure. Because that's what SeaWorld and Universal is. Mm-hmm. And if Disney is going to be giving you front-of-the-line access, how could it not be more expensive? Now, here's the problem with that, is that I think the price is much lower than expected. Do you think more people will buy the service at that price point than they expect and will have really long lightning lanes? That's a really good question. Um, and I think that we are not going to know the answer to that until this either like soft opens or opens um, completely. I guess it would have to open completely because everybody would have to know about it. Right. Um, I think that what's going to happen is we are going to see what the Disney genie can do. Right. And the whole point of having the Disney genie is not just to get people those fast passes. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's to keep the crowds moving in a way that places are basically like evenly distributed mm-hmm. so that you're not, not everybody's at seven dwarves mind train in line. Not everybody is, you know, doing specific things or everybody's kind of crowded into specific areas of the park. Um, what it's trying to do is help us to 
you know, just just keep everybody moving. And tell you where to eat, when to eat, when to shop, when to do all sorts of things during your day, not just to get those quote unquote fast passes. Right. And so I also think that with fast passes, everyone got them. Everybody yeah. had a fast pass. Yep. Now there with, was way too many. The the availability of fast pass, as slim as it seemed at times, was crazy high. Here's the thing, even if half of the people who walk through the park get you know the lightning lane or you know get that disney uh, genie plus i think you're going to be still looking at shorter wait times than you did during the time of fast pass because you're already going to have less people in in these lines and you're going to have more people you know moving at a better pace around the park and not clogging certain areas so not mm-hmm. only are you controlling the traffic, um, you're also going to have less people in that fast pass lane. And I wonder if, and I'm sure the technology is probably built in there somewhere, but I'm sure if you look at, say, you uh, Splash Mountain, say when the, uh, the Splash Mountain uh, lightning lane stuff from, from Genie Plus is essentially gone for that hour or the next two hours, but... Pirates of the Caribbean is like readily available. Do you think that maybe the technology that's in the app will kind of push the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff out to try to keep spreading the people? I think it will because it says it's constantly updating I through love the day. That. I think that's great. And if you think about these things, a lot of times people are like, oh, we have to do this ride and this ride. And maybe they're going on those rides first thing in the morning and those cause, you know, much higher wait times. And so being able to have the app tell you like, hey, this wait time is going to be longer, but this wait time that is lower, we can send you over here. Not only are people going to make more out of their day, um, they're also not going to be waiting in lines as long. Here's my question, and, and not necessarily to you, because I know you don't work behind the scenes on, I do not. on Genie Plus, but I wonder if for when you get the Genie Plus service for the $15, $20 at Disneyland, um, when you go on the app, will the full day be available somehow? Or do you think it'll just be like the next hour or two of availability for them to easier spread people out? I think it'll be... Um, because you can only hold one. So if you go to Magic Kingdom at 9 a.m., I mean, why would you book a, a 650 lightning lane for uh, Small World, you know? A lightning lane for Small World? <laughs> well, just the first ride that came to my head. But why would you book <laughs> one if you can only hold one why would you book it for like nine hours in advance? But, it shouldn't even be available. So here, here's the thing. Buying Lightning Lane, you get to choose your time. So let's just say... But what I'm saying is, is if you get to choose your time, will the whole day be available? Or do you think it'll just be like an hour or two from now that you get to see what's available? I, I don't know. I think that those are questions that we don't know the answers to yeah. yet. What I would assume is that let's just say you wake up at 7 a.m. because you're staying on Disney property. Mm-hmm. But that you have, you're going off property. Maybe you're going to go to, let's just say you're going to go to Universal Studios in the morning sure. and ride Velocicoaster because mm-hmm. it's amazing. Um, and then you come back to Disney. Does that mean that you can wake up at 7 a.m. and choose that time for later? I don't know. And also, what about when tours come back? What if you have a tour in the morning? Sure. Um, just because you have a tour um, doesn't mean that you shouldn't be able to book that first one further out. Maybe you're meeting people later on in the day. People like us, if, you know, we get off work and we go to the parks, mm-hmm. 
um, if somebody was here and we got lightning lane with them, but we couldn't meet them till six o'clock, it sounds like that's something that you would be able to do. But overall, all of these hypotheticals, um, we don't have answers to. Right. But the beauty of all of this is that it seems like there's going to be countless ways of being flexible on your vacation and being able to mold the vacation to fit you the best. Now, the last bullet point that I have listed here is something that's minorly disappointing to me, but I totally understand why it's not the case. And for the $15 rate, if we have guests in town that want to do Genie Plus and want to get this fast passed thing going on, I wouldn't be upset with paying the $15 to do that for the day. But as of right now, there is no tier for annual pass holders that includes Genie Plus. And the pass holders are eligible to purchase the day of access for Genie Plus. So pass holders are not locked out of Genie Plus, but there's no tier as of right now that includes access to Genie Plus. So so I, I did want to ask you, um, you had asked me the question about do you think that the lightning lane is going that we're going to have a clogged lightning lane and a clogged standby line? What do you, what do you think about that? I'm not sure. We won't know for sure until it's implemented. I don't think it's going to be bad, but if everyone that goes to Disney in one day purchases Genie Plus, then nobody's going to want to go into standby lines unless you had just used or you you have one book then you can't book another one um i feel like the standby lines are going to get significantly shorter because of this so it's it's kind of like a, a give and take where the the lightning lane lines might get a little bit longer than no one in the line but standby lines might actually get shorter because the price point is so low for genie plus Right. And I just, I don't know because it feels like they've put so much time and effort and knowledge and technology into this. Yeah. Um, I don't think that they would be making this huge announcement that they know people are going to have the reaction that they did over without knowing that this was going to succeed. It's crazy to me that the the visceral reaction that I've seen on YouTube comments, Facebook groups, all that kind of stuff, it's so overwhelmingly negative about more money, more money, more money. But realistically, you're paying $15 to get this access to potentially get on way more rides than you normally would. I think that's great. If if they had raised the prices of the tickets $15, it would have been like, oh yeah, you know, that's the annual price increase. You know, that's they're they're making up money for the pandemic, yada yada yada, and nobody really would have been that upset about it. Yeah. I just think that I mean, if you look at it in different ways. If that's something that is a deal breaker for you, um, you know, there's ways to do it instead of getting your Ronto wrap and drink, you know, maybe when you go to, um, go to galaxy's edge, maybe bring snacks and a sandwich. Um, so you can bring something to eat. There's mm -hmm. ways to work around this. If that is really something that's going to be a deal breaker. Um, but I mean, only specific people can answer that question. Now, one thing that I also wanted to mention, because I've heard other people say it, and I've been thinking a lot about it, is, um, and you just mentioned it a minute ago, is about why this was not included for annual pass holders. And I've also heard people who stay on property, why was this not included? 
Because that's a lot of people, guys. It's, it's almost everybody. So the problem with that would be you would basically we'd be, be back at square one. Yeah. Um, and one thing that we want to make sure that's happening or that I would imagine that Disney wants to make sure is happening is that they're not just charging us to give us fast passes again right. and have the same issues because they know what's happening. They hear these things. Yeah. And hi Disney. Hi Disney. If you're hearing this, <laughs> we love you. Um, <laughs> but the thing about that is if you just have everybody who ha- who's an annual pass holder and who's staying on property in that lightning lane line, you, then what's you're, the point? You're, we're back at square one e- with exactly. fast passes. And so I actually have to say, I am extremely glad that across the board, it is an add on. You do not have, some people have it. It's and not then deluxe s- resorts. It's nothing like that. It's just everybody's got to do it. If you want it, you got to do it. If you don't, you don't. And standby line's always there waiting for you. Yeah. And so I actually really, I'm really glad that they didn't add it. And this is coming from an annual pass holder. Okay. We're annual pass holders. What if I love to have that included in my pass? Sure. I love not paying extra for things. Right. However, I see the benefit in not adding it. Right. And I think it's a big one. So overall, what are your thoughts about Disney Genie, Disney Genie Plus, and the Lightning Lane? I'm really curious to see whenever they it does come out, they did say this fall, so we don't have a date yet. But I'm really curious to see the first week that it's implemented, how many people actually buy the service and how long the uh, Lightning Lane wait times are. Because that's going to determine everything. If it if the lines are too long, don't be surprised if you see that 15 go to 20, 25, 30 at some point. Right. They're going to try to price some people out of it to make it a service that's worth buying. And if it's cheap enough, everyone will buy it and then it's not really worth getting. And here's the thing. I know that Disneyland is a little bit different, but Disneyland has been, um, I think it was $15 previously. For MaxPass? For MaxPass. Okay. And they did not have that problem. Sure. But so, Disneyland's a lot smaller. I know it's a lot smaller, but it gives me hope that from what they've taken from there, can they put all of that data and make it work here? And the majority of people that visited Disneyland were pass holders. Right. So overall, I just, I, I have a lot of confidence. And I guess for my final thoughts, I love this. They also don't have four parks either. They don't. You're 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 right. They don't. They have two parks. Spread the people out. But overall, I absolutely love this. I'm excited for it. To I be honest th- with you. I think that this is a best case scenario, mm-hmm. and the biggest thing about all of this is people don't want to pay money for something. Right. They want to be given something for free because they're paying money to walk through the gates. And guess what, guys? That's not the way theme parks work anymore. It just right. isn't. And Disney yeah. is actually the very last one to implement this, and they're doing it at the lowest price point. Overall, when you look at the way that other theme parks price their express passes, that actually fluctuates depending on the day, um, the busyness of the park. So you could go to a place like SeaWorld and get express passes for the day for, I think, like $49. And then also pay as much as $120. Right. So if you're a family of, you know, 
five and you're staying for five days at Disney in theory, if they had that price point and for every person you're paying $500, that's going to add up really fast. And I have a lot of trouble um, really feeling bad for people complaining about $15 passes. Yeah. And now um, the issue I guess I have with the people that are complaining about it is those who love going to Disney so much and love going going on Disney vacations. If you pay full price for a Disney vacation for a family of four, or even for yourself, honestly, but we'll start with a family of four. Let's say you're staying for three days, two nights, whatever. That's at a at a val even at a value resort, is you're looking at three, four hundred dollars for your hotel stay. Sure. For the park tickets, you're looking at about a hundred dollars per day per ticket. $15 is like going to buy a hot dog. Yeah. And it's it's crazy to me the fact that we're having this much of a hubbub over $15. Now, if they had started to charge like we were talking about the $50 to $100 range, then yeah, that's room to complain. Which they easily could they have. They probably should have, but don't let us tell you that. Yeah. Um but for $15 for you to get Access to all but two rides potentially at Magic Kingdom is crazy good deal. And yes, you are paying over a hundred dollars for your ticket, or if if you're an annual pass holder, you know it's part of your thousand dollars a year deal. But you're you're basically paying for the opportunity to potentially skip the line for all your favorite attractions, except for a couple that you will have to pay extra for if you don't want to enter the virtual queue or the standby line. And to me, that $15 will probably be well worth it. I think it'll be well worth it. On top of that, Disney has made the very smart decision of not giving it to, like I said, people who stay on property and annual pass holders yes, already. That's a great move. Because if you came here, you scrimped, you saved, you're, you decided to add Disney Genie Plus on every day of your trip for your entire family. Um, the thing about that is you are going to be, if they already had those available to everybody else, you're already in a giant line as it is. And the great thing about annual pass holders is a lot of us live here. Yep. And we don't necessarily want to buy the Disney Genie Plus right. all the time. We don't need to hit every single ride every single day. Now, will we buy it? Absolutely. Sure. But we're not going to buy it every single time we walk into the park. Right. We have bills, too, that don't involve Disney, unfortunately. <laughs> One of the biggest complaints I see online is about pass holders and people who go to the parks all the time. They don't need to be there. It's our vacation, and they don't need to clog up the lines, yada, yada, yada. No, we don't. And so we're not going to clog up the uh, the fast pass line for you guys because we're not going to buy this thing every single time. You oh. can. You're on vacation, but we're not going to do it. Also, look, Karen, I just worked an eight-hour <laughs> day. Maybe I just want to see Happily Ever After yeah, at the end right? of my day and ride Space Mountain. So. Wearing, <laughs> wearing the Farewell Tour t-shirt. Yeah, wearing the Farewell. That you can find on a couple of parkhoppers.com. <laughs> exactly. But guys, I mean, how are people complaining about this? I know that any little change Disney makes... People are going to throw a stink fit about, but overall, I could not be more on board with this. And let's be real. If we really th think about it, how amazing is this technology? It's pretty incredible. And the fact that it's like people like us, 
as far as entertainment goes, have learned to, and yeah, there's sometimes that it's not, you know, the best moves, but we've learned to trust Disney when they do these things. Right. And the fact that they're implementing this technology at the low price point, that means they think that it's really going to work because a lot of people are going to eat it up. Right. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens over the course of the first week or so while this uh, this, this this Disney Genie Plus is implemented. And if it works really well and people are able to hit a lot more stuff than they normally would on a busy day standing in standby lines all day, then great. And I cannot wait to see the same people that were complaining about it praising it. Yeah, uh, that that's the funny thing. You're, you're going to hear a lot of people right now who are downing it or being really negative about it and just you know as soon as this this premieres and is a hit you're you are going to see those same people giving it all the praise and in no way shape or form are we guaranteeing this is going to be a hit i mean it could be a flop it could be like we said before the price point might be too low that everyone buys it and so it it might not be this overwhelming success but they will learn from it and they'll figure it out and they'll get it right you know what i think is one of the game changers is what I just said about not automatically giving it to people who are staying on property and annual pass holders. Right. I feel like then I would be like, I think this is going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. But the fact that everybody walks in and has that option and, or you can stand in the fast pass lane and they have all of this years and years of research and technology. I, I think this is going to be a really, really great thing to make your Disney vacation that much better. Honestly, I really do. And before, when all these rumors were swirling around, I was really nervous about this. But learning the details, I find that super exciting. Uh, what about you? I said this yesterday. I think for a paid service, this is the absolute best case scenario. Uh, it's not too expensive. You get one at a time that you have to make in the parks. Um I don't think it could have been a better uh, option if they were going to bring Fast Pass back in any sort of form. I completely agree. And one last thing I want to reiterate, you still get to have the Disney Genie and utilize that. And that is a complimentary service that you get. However, the Disney Genie Plus and the Lightning Lane, those are two additional paid things. You do not have to do that. You are not required to buy that. So you can still go to your Disney vacation and continue going on rides and still have that convenience of the Disney genie helping you to make the most out of your park day. And so I think whichever way that you do it, you cannot go wrong. I think this is amazing. And guys, I'm so excited as more details come out. We're so excited because August has been just a huge month in terms of Disney news. We're creeping closer and closer to the 50th anniversary and we will be here giving you every detail of all of the exciting news every step of the way be sure to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify amazon music and all other podcast platforms be sure to follow at park hopper show on instagram twitter facebook and now join over 10,000 people following us on tiktok for easy access to all of our content and to visit our merchandise store to get your hands on our brand new Happily Ever After Farewell Tour shirt, visit a acoupleofparkhoppers.com. Head over to youtube.com slash acoupleofparkhoppers and subscribe to our ever-growing channel for theme park videos and more. And until next time, we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the, the parks. parks.